Remember those good old days when televisions had antennas and families watched prime time TV together? You know, back in the days of Little House on the Prairie, the Waltons, and the Dukes of Hazard. Well, Gravel Road Markets is giving America the chance to experience the best of yesteryear at their events around the country with original cast members of television's most iconic shows. Hi there, y'all. I'm Kelly Heard, your host, and I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of Along the Gravel Road. Let's get started. Hey, Susan, this is Kelly. Hello, How you, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. Well, I'm glad we could rearrange the time today and make it work. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, hey, everyone, this is Kelly Hurd, and I am visiting today via phone with Susan McRae. Susan, welcome to Along the Gravel Road podcast. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it is a blessing to get to visit with you, and I'm excited. For those of you out there that don't know, Susan was actually the casting director for Little House on the Prairie. She's got a backside story to how that all happened in her life, and we're going to talk about it today. So, Susan, the other day, you and I, we, we had a little introduction call and a visit, and your story is so interesting. Would you mind telling it to me again about how you ended up uh, knowing Michael Landon and being in that position to be the casting director for Little House on the Prairie? I'd be delighted. I'll tell you, um, I started actually as a singer. I was uh, under contract to Monument Records, and um and you'll excuse the gravel in my voice because I have this problem today. But um, uh, when I came home from Nashville, um, I decided, I told my dad, I said, you know, I don't want to travel on the road anymore. I want to be home. And I said, uh, uh, if any of my records take off or anything happens, which would be wonderful, <laughs> I would go back on the road. But right now I really want to stay close to home and he understood that and I said but I need a job I, I'm not quite sure I I had done a lot of secretarial work and and you know all of those jobs that we usually do and uh, besides uh, singing and he said you know it's funny he said I was talking to David Dortort who was the executive producer of, of Bonanza Mm -hmm. And they are building on a reception area in front of the casting office at Paramount Studios. And I think they're going to need a receptionist there. So I, he set up an interview with David. And David said, well, you're going to have to meet our producer, Kent McRae, uh, who's in charge of two shows now, uh, which were Bonanza and High Shot Burrell. And so uh, I went over there to meet him, and he had just gotten back from Tucson, Arizona, where they were on location shooting High Chaparral. Mm. And he walked in, he had this big tan on his face, and he said, I have to come back uh, in a minute, I'll be right back. He said, um, why don't you sit down and, and I'll be right back. And we started to talk when he did get back, and he said, uh, I'm going to send you upstairs to Dick Larson, who is our liaison to NBC. He's really the one in charge of this. And so it goes. I met with him, and they hired me 
uh, when they finished the reception area, which was added on. <laughs> and I had this little button under, under my desk, and I was told all I have to do is press the button to let in agents to see the secretary of, of <laughs> the casting office. And so I learned that way to know which agents were the right ones to let in, which ones were not the right ones to let in. And I got to know all of them really well. And as the time went on, the casting secretary left to go to another job. So um, they said, you know, you've been learning all of this work. This was like about a year later. Um, and I was doing cast lists and call sheets and at the time, my father was writing the music for Bonanza and High Chaparral. Yeah, and didn't you tell me he won awards for doing that, too? Yes, he won. First of all, he won an Emmy Award for High Chaparral. And second of all, he won an Academy Award for a film called Song Without End, which was the story of the big composer, classical composer, Franz Liszt. Mm. And... Uh, so I was typing uh, uh, music cue sheets for him and taking them home with me and giving them to him for both of those shows. Oh, wow. So I was getting, uh, you know, uh, pretty much good background of all this, but they asked me to be casting secretary. So I started that. Then both of those shows eventually were canceled. And Kent McRae said to me, we really don't want to lose you. You're really very good at this. Why don't you... Uh, so he hired me to be his production secretary. <laughs> and then I left there and became an editing secretary. And then once all those jobs were over, I went over to Warner Brothers and became an assistant casting director on two shows there called The New Land and Kung Fu. And I worked on those for uh, about uh, two seasons. And then when those were canceled, I went over to uh, Paramount Studios and was casting with the two ladies there on shows like, um, oh, uh, Happy Days, Laverne mm. and Shirley, wow. The Odd Couple, Mannix, and all of those Paramount shows. And it happened that uh, Michael Landon was there because he was having a meeting with Kent uh, about a new show called Little House on the Prairie. And they came in and visited me in my office downstairs and said, you know, we really would love to talk to you about casting. And I said, oh my gosh, I said, I... I've not cast alone. I've always worked with two other ladies or one other person. And, and Mike said, well, I think we should give you a chance. He said, I think, plus the fact Ken said you'd be cheaper than these people. <laughs> so so uh, they did. Uh, the next day, uh, Kent called me where I was living at the time. And he said, pack up your paper clips. You're coming over here to Little House. And oh my goodness. I I was a nervous wreck, but I did. And I went over there and my first show uh I had to cast 
uh, Indians and heavies and all of these people. And I, I thought, you know, this is totally different other than from obviously working on Bonanza and uh, High Chaparral at the time. Uh, and I thought, but I think I'm capable of doing this. And lo and behold, I was capable of doing yes, this. Yes, you were. And, and Mike, uh, Mike got to a point where he was writing and directing a lot of shows at the time. And he really didn't have much time to cast with me, you know, coming to my office and meeting actors. Mm-hmm. And I ended up actually casting with pictures in the car because Kent and I lived near Mike and we used to pick him up and take him to work with us. <laughs> and so I would hand him a picture to look at, about three or four pictures, and we'd go over who's good and who's not. And Mike would say, well, what do you think, Susan? And I said, well, I think this one is right. He said, well, let's go with that. And it went that way for an awfully long time. And uh, I think um, I did a pretty good job. Yes, uh, ma'am. Asking some wonderful people. On well, Little House uh, on the Prairie. Let me ask you a question from someone outside of the movie set world. So, casting director, like when you yeah. were saying um, you worked Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Um, anytime the actor, and I forget his name, that played Fonzie, you know. Um, oh, Henry. Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler. yes. Okay, so. I'm just thinking, what kind of vision, imagination, and creativity does a casting director have to have to be able to pull a Fonzie out of Henry, out of Henry Winkler? Because, you know, when he's just himself and talking in different interviews, you don't see Fonzie. And Susan, when you're doing that, kind of share the backside mindset of a casting director. Well, you know, a casting director usually gets a script and in the script most scripts anyway there's a description written of a character and you know how it is when you read a book uh, or a story and you have to envision in your head what someone looks like without a description sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's really what we do uh, we usually what they call on-the-nose or offbeat casting. You usually go with someone who's the obvious or you go with someone who is completely different. And usually uh, you go with the different type of character, which makes it a lot more interesting than your on-the-nose casting. Um, Then you bring in uh, people for interviews and... Uh, I used to, you know, I mean, I, I read them, I saw what they could do with it, I directed them in order to get two different ways of going with that particular actor, and uh, it worked out really well that way. I, uh, It was fun, and I usually made it fun for anyone who came in to see me. I tried anyway, because as you may know, intimidating anybody no matter who it is or what it is coming in for an interview you're never going to get the best um uh oh best out of anybody without being comfortable at what they have to 
be interviewed uh, for. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so uh, that's really where it is. Um, you have to use your imagination. You have to use your creative sense. And I think um, that's probably the best way to describe how I go about finding people. Uh, most of the time I relied on what we called at the time breakdown service, which was uh, a service that I would get give my description or give a script or sides, they called them, little portions of a script to this breakdown service to give descriptions of what I'm looking for. And those went out to all the agents in town okay. because all the agents had had them as their, uh, you know, they signed up for their help to find out what was going on uh, in town. And, um, you know, they would submit, I mean, i tell you the truth, I still have pictures from back then um, that I didn't have the heart to throw away because I thought someday I may use these people. <laughs> and... I just, I just, you know, I, I, uh, the filing cabinet is overloaded. I think if I open a drawer, it may tip over on me, (laughs) but, but it's just, you know, um, I didn't want to fill what I call the, my filing cabinet, which was the trash can, um, with pictures that I thought might be useful to me. And, uh, and that's, that's, you know, really what happens, uh, Henry was an exception because I had seen him in a film, uh, which I can't think of the name right now, but he had the black leather jacket and he was with other guys and he just kind of looked like what I thought that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a great sense of humor, which he still does, of course. And uh, I think... You know, he worked. He worked with the dialogue, but he also gave his own, and and it was a a terrific thing. Yeah, the magic just it, happened, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. He was wonderful, and of course, the two gals, um, Penny Marshall, who mm-hmm. was uh, Laverne, Tony and and Gary's. You know, I, I mean, they were just the best. So yeah. it worked out beautifully. Well, I, th- I, th- I think it did. Um, recently, I had the ca- some of the cast members of Little House on the Prairie, uh, Allison, Nellie Olson, and uh, Dean Butler, Almanza Wilder, and, and they were talking about when they came in to uh, do a casting call with you. And they mentioned that uh, sometimes Michael Landon would hide under the desk well, yes, you... I told them that they didn't know that. <laughs> they, they, they. I told them ahead of time not to feel that they were doing something wrong, um, because Mike was going to sit on the floor next to me, close to the desk. And they said, "Why would he do that?" And I said, "Well, he does that because he doesn't want to make anybody feel." intimidated Uh and uh you know being an actor uh and going through interviews through his early career he what he did was you know he he didn't want people to feel that way yeah and and i really respect him for that it was really wonderful um 
but I did tell them that because uh, I I felt that they should know that that the reason that he's there is not because of how they're reading. It's because of of his. I mean, Mike was basically very shy, to be honest with you. Really, uh, he, nobody really realized that. I I I know that, but. He was basically a shy guy, and 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 most very talented people are a little bit shy. Mm-hmm. And um, he covered it very well, but um, you know, there's there's always a little bit of shyness in him. There was always, but but that's why he did. He sat next to me under the desk. Oh my goodness. So, in doing that, like Kai Chaparral, I, you know, I just love that show. And um, oh, did you? Oh, oh, I'm so glad you oh, did. Yeah, totally. Yes, I loved it. Um, and I imagine part of in the casting world as well. It wasn't just unknowns that you would be auditioning for parts at times. I'm sure there were some well knowns that walked in. Yes. What was that like for you as a as a casting director? Well, I as many times I'd come home and say I can't believe <laughs> that I that I actually met Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> and I can't believe that I'm sitting here with Gilbert Rowland and I can't believe I mean I was I would come home and I, I'd sit down and think to myself, How fortunate I am to get to know people that I've seen on screen for a long time. Mm-hmm. And and here I am making a judgment as to whether I should hire them or not. That's amazing in there. It was amazing. It really was. But I had some wonderful people, especially our movies of the week. I had some incredible people to cast. But uh, to, to cast people on Little House like Patricia Neal or Johnny Cash or, mm-hmm. or any of these wonderful people was amazing to me, really. Yeah, I can only imagine. So when you were putting together the Little House cast. Yes. <laughs> and Melissa Gilbert comes in. Was it a tough pick? Was it a tight choice between who was going to be Laura or was it just on an obvious for you? And to hear the answer to that question, be sure to tune in to part two of our interview with Susan McRae, casting director for Little House on the Prairie. Well, just when it's getting good, we run out of time. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and make plans to come see us at one of our upcoming events where you can meet some of your favorite actors of yesteryear. You can check out upcoming events at GravelRoadMarket.com. And I'm Kelly Hurd, your host. Hope to see you soon along the gravel road.